What's good? What's good, Hanson? Chilling. Could be better. You know, tough loss last night, but we'll be back on Thursday. Yeah, man. Like you said, 125-89 last night to the Raptors. Um, got pummeled. Yeah. Got humbled. Down, what? Lost by 36? Yeah, just about. Um, since that series, Portland, Denver, obviously. Uh, Bucks in Boston. Bucks going up 3-1. Uh, made it go. It's Kyrie gone. Uh, we'll be touching on that Rockets Warriors series once again. Repeated the Western Conference Finals. Um, Rockets level it up at 2 2 a night ago. Um, real interesting series out there. But like we said, let's start with the Sixers. So, Quiddy, um, just start by giving me your thoughts thus far on the series. Um, you can just take it as where you want to go. Yeah, so I think last we talked was after game one. Um, we've learned a lot in that series since. In this series since, um, it's been up and down. Obviously, you know, with <clears throat> the Sixers winning Game Two and Three, um, dominating Game Three, winning uh, one sixteen ninety five, and in Game Two we won ninety four to eighty nine. Um, game Two was more of a grinded out game, and B was battling gastro, whatever the gas, whatever what's it called? You know what I mean? No, I couldn't even pronounce it. Yeah, whatever the, the gas in the stomach, he was battling that. Um, kind of made a late bucket. Shits. Yeah, he had the shits. Kind of made a late bucket late in that game, but Jimmy Butler kind of led us there. And then we come back home, and everything seems peaches and cream after Joel Embiid goes for 33, 17 more than 28 minutes and just dominates the Raptors. And we look like the best team in the East. Yeah, that's, that game was just incredible to watch, man. Like, I was actually You were there, so. Right. And, like, the energy of the building was better than I've seen it in a while, probably since that, but. Bulls playoff series was, uh, for sure one. but it was it definitely made things feel as if the Sixers were about to go on a tear like you and I were talking after the game and it seemed as if um, everything was top tier like our defensive rotations that night was one thing you texted amazing late in the quarter um, made Toronto hit really tough shots to stay in it obviously guys like Kawhi Danny Green did a couple of big threes that game for sure um but all in all, we looked just perfect and just started with Embiid. Um, last night's conversation that we had about game five, you kind of just made the point to be like, no matter what, like everything starts with Embiid, starts ends with Embiid. Um, and he's just our gravitational player. And so as, well, I guess we could jump to game five because game four wasn't. No, nah, I mean, game four was the same type issue, same type deal as far as, um, he was laboring, and it was kind of a case where you can say um, the guys can do a better job of picking him up, mm-hmm. you know, since he's, you know, not to say carried us, but he's been that that driving force all year. The guys can do a better job of picking him up um, in a time of need since he's apparently sick right now, yeah. very sick. Um, game four was kind of hit. We didn't know before game four. We just kind of watched game four blindly mm-hmm. and didn't understand that he was – you know, battling this sickness until after the game when Brett said in the post in his post game conference. So, but just looking at the stats over for game three, um, he was nine for eighteen from the field, twenty eight 
12 for 13 from the line. So he was attacking all night. Only played 28 minutes. It was a plus 31 from the field. 33 points, 10 boards, 3 assists, 5 blocks. Um, just just totally dominated in those 28 minutes. And uh, that gave Jimmy Butler 28, um, 22 points. He finished with 22. Tobias finished with 13. JJ 15. Ben finished with 10. Just wall around the game um, from the top seven. Right, just a balance, you know, balance scoring attack from a starting five when Embiid is Embiid. Um, but, I mean, obviously that's where this series took a turn. And let's start with game four. Um, do you have game four pulled up? Yeah, so game four was 101 to 96 Toronto. Um, as you said, that was a game to where Embiid texted Brett there like, like nine hours before that he wasn't feeling right. He didn't know if he was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, think of that as you may. As a Sixers fan, a lot of people have just kind of been frustrated with Embiid's, um, I guess, the lack, yeah, the, right. the, the lack of toughness. But Not even regardless, tough. Regardless I mean, that he's playing, that's right. just my thing. Um, I mean, see, my thing, I want to interject there, uh, as a fan, I'm not questioning the guy's toughness. Like, I know that Joel Embiid, just from, you know, watching him over the last few years, he's one of the most competitive guys, you know, in this league. And um, to want to compete and go out there and dominate every night the way Joel, you know, intends to, I'm not going to call him not tough. Me, just looking at these box scores and watching the game, his effect, I can just see that, you know, he's not fully right. Yeah, not that so much that he's putting effort in it, but he can't. He's incapable of playing his complete game because his body will not allow him um, due to his physical condition right now. only thing I care about is just I think the way he take care is, takes care of his body. Um, right. In the offseason, I think that just kind of all comes to a home in the worst time of the year, obviously, for us. But, right. like, it starts with eating right, eating clean. Like, you can sometimes hear stories about what he eats for his diet. Like, like when you're really an elite player, like throughout the whole year, you're doing the correct, you're eating the correct things. You're always in shape. So what? He needs a dietitian. He needs all. He needs, he needs somebody to tell him what. Literally tell him what to eat because yeah. you know all that stuff factors in. He's foreign. You know he comes over. Um, you kind of only eat what you can, your body can take like intake like what you're used to. So I think cheeseburgers and all that junk that you know us American people eat is trash for him and I don't I'm not saying I don't know what he puts in his body every day but from what we see you know it's a, a shit ton of junk food yeah. but anyway um game four let's just looking at over at the box score real quick um seven shot attempts yeah, like when had, I see that there the third quarter. yeah when I see that it's not even I'm not going to sit there and say oh he's not t-. like the dude like when will Joel Embiid only attempt seven shots especially in a playoff game you know he wants to shoot his 20 shots you know he wants to shoot his 20 to 25 shots and dominate and show why he's the best big in the league. You know, like he always says. Yeah. But, you know, in game four at home, he was still a plus 17, went on the floor. He, he still dominated on defense, you know, controlled the rim. Anytime Ibaka tried to come anywhere near it. But just the whole flow of the game and series kind of shifted uh, Toronto's direction when our big fella couldn't really, can't really dominate anymore. Yeah. And um, as it seemed that like he was going one way, Kawhi either stayed consistent or started to elevate his game. Like late in that game, um, pivotal play, obviously, when he came off the screen and hit the three and it beats face. Like he was hitting shots like that all night. Right. Um, and Kawhi's just been all serious. All serious, deadly consistent. Game one, 45, 11, and two. Game two, 35, 7, and six. Game three, 35, 4, and five. Game four, 39, 14, and five. Um, all on unreal shooting percentages. Yeah. His shooting percentages are 
ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, the percentages for those games, 70%, 54%, 59%, 65%. So you're, you're just getting killed by just efficiency. Uh, like Kawhi doesn't waste the dribble. He doesn't waste the step. Um, and so we have to obviously be on our best, uh, not to be cliche, but right. um, when we have a game like last night to where we don't bring it, um, especially when a bead can't particularly lead us down the floor. Um, right. And one thing, sucks. and I mean, one thing I will say is this series is bringing the best out of Jimmy Butler, um, which has been obvious to us and, you know, other people around the sports world where sometimes in the regular season it seemed like he was just dragging through and, you know, just trying to get to, you know, when, when the money's really made in the postseason. And, you know, game four, 29 points, 11 boards, you know, nine for 18 from the field, eight for 10 from the line. Um, just was, you know, trying to match Kawhi's effort. I mean, he was he was every bit as good. I mean, not as good, obviously, as a player, but every bit as, you know, effective, I mean, impactful to his team. Um, if we just have a 50%, a 75% Joel on B, we win, you know, we win this game. Yeah. And we're going up 3-1 going back to Toronto. But, you know, that all led to, well, let's touch on Ben Simmons a little bit too in this one. Um, he's a minus 16 um, in 38 minutes. 10 points, five boards, four assists, two steals. So, I mean, Ben Simmons uh, starting in game four has become, I mean, he already is the most frustrating athlete that, you know, I've ever encountered um, in this city. But it's just he's put his stamp on it, you know, this these last two games in this series. I've never felt this way about Ben Simmons that I, that I feel now um, because I just feel like in – Regard like we already know they're the 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 uh what's it the cat's off the bag, he doesn't shoot the ball, but that's the least of our issues and least of my concerns. Yeah, explain to me last night, um just the aggressiveness thing comparing him and Giannis, um and both of those guys don't really particularly shoot the ball, but just last night or just reiterate what you said to me last night about just the aggressiveness from Ben, um, on a night to night basis, like game four, like it seemed like he almost wasn't even on the floor. Uh, I just shot 10 times, which surprises me. But, yeah. Um, Even without a jump shot, you were saying, like, it's like there's still ways to impose your will on the floor and make it seem like you're a, a star. Right. Um, whether it's, For sure. Like, obviously, on the defensive end, he's been not flawless, but he's been great to me throughout the series. Um, like, there's not much you can do with Kawhi, but I think he's given a lot of effort, especially for the first – three games, not particularly much last night. I don't think anyone gave effort in game five, but um, like, it just seems like once it gets to a certain point of the game where it's just predominantly half court and you have to go get to a bucket, just bet is useless. And I, I think you should have got benched in game four, the game we're talking about right now, like late in the fourth. You're just going to come in and like I, I just do absolutely nothing. Um I just don't see the point of you being on the floor. And, like, I don't know if that's on Brett to try to wake him up. Like, I'm just trying to talk through it mm-hmm. because I have no clue what there is to kind of get this guy. Like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Like, you have to go out there and make plays. I don't know. So, I, okay. I just really can't put it into words. Right. My thing with Ben is it's not that he's not trying to make plays. Um, he's trying to make plays. He just doesn't want to shoot the ball, and he's terrified to go to the free throw line. So, um, benching him, you can't you can't bench him with the, our roster makeup just because we're not deep. We would have no chance of stopping Kawhi. We already don't, but you put a six ten guy on him that's athletic. You at least try to make him work for his buckets. That's yeah. Ben's value to the team right now. But um, 
just like you were saying about Giannis and aggressiveness, it's it's just a matter of a, the mindset. I mean, you can get you can get to certain places on the, on a court. You just have to, you know, want to convert when you get there. So yeah, where was the there was a play we talked about when uh, he spun? He went left to right and spun and kicked it out to JJ. Yeah. When he could have probably just finished with a right hand layup. And there's a lot of plays like that where, you know, he's in transit in transition and try to make a flashy pass instead of just finishing. And that's just become the you know the main root of the issue with Ben just his aggressiveness. He's not he's not looking to convert at the rim, and you'd think you know without him being able to, being able to shoot the ball consistently when he does get chances opportunities he he'd actually but five shot attempts last night like I mean he played twenty five minutes he got benched last night he wasn't with the starting rotation because Brett was just like look I can't have this right now like you know so. Um, it's been really disappointing to see, honestly, with Ben, um, just because everything with Ben seems like it was God-given. And I and I, thought, I thought going into the season that he just would, you know, want to add to his game. But um, he didn't really come back with much different, and he doesn't seem to care. I think he'll post a picture yeah. on Instagram of his outfit today. That's so that's good to know. Like, it, it feels like the person that takes this the most, or like in, in order, the people that take this seriously on the quarter, it goes Jimmy. JJ and Bede, um, in no particular order. And then it just seems like after that, like it's kind of just guys that obviously care and give a shit. But like last night. I uh, forgot about JJ, right? Yeah, I feel bad for yeah. you. Like, I mean, like, not feel bad, obviously, but dudes like JJ, Jimmy, you know, they're vets. So, so come you know. every day, do their job. Yeah, and they, you know, you're going to get every single night from JJ. It's like he may be putting in a ton of effort, but he may go two for nine, which is okay. Like, with a shooter, like, you're going to have streaky nights, but. Jimmy every single night like today was last night was his worst night of the series but yet he still had oh, 22 yeah 22 6 for 16 from the field so he didn't shoot well from the field but he's 10 for 11 from the line got to the line that's he was just being aggressive that's, that's what you got all year you know what I mean and you know right. down the stretch like he was going to be there and involved in the game if we were in it which we weren't um but it's just sad to see like last night is a perfect opportunity for Ben to kind of go out and lead our team when you know this is the second game in a row where it beats down. Like, we need this game where you're going to go for, like, 22, 10, and, like, 8 assists. And you're just controlling the tempo of the game like Lowry did. Like, Lowry, after all the slack that we gave him for not scoring. Um, controlled the pace. Yeah, multiple times in the playoffs, controlled the pace of the game last night and in game four. Um, he paced. He made sure that guys like Danny Green were getting open looks in the corner. Danny Green hit what, two corner threes in the third last night, mm-hmm. helped them pull away. Um, j- just making sure that everyone like just like the engine is running you know what i mean and then i've seen ben do a great job of that but like half court it doesn't work because he has the best defender in the world on him legit the best defender in the world and that doesn't mix with a guy that can't shoot so i mean Kawhi's not even on there's a lot of guys that know okay well you know Ben can Ben's only effective going to the basket, so I'm gonna play off him. Kawhi like, well, I'm gonna get right into him. Like he, I know he can't shoot, but I'm still gonna get into him. Play his handle a little bit, you know, fake at him. I still know he's not shooting the ball, but just disrupt him and turn him over. And that's just what Kawhi has done this year and this series and all and all uh, all season as well. Um, but yeah, like it was to show you though, like they even took Kawhi off of Ben though in Game Four. Like they, like once Jimmy starts to get rolling a little bit, like they move yep. him right over and right. put Pascal on him. And by that time, Ben's confidence already a little shot, and Pascal can just handle him for whatever stretch of time he's on him. Um, for me, these so going into last night, these three games are really important. Just looking at Brett Brown, um, 
like when a series gets down to just three games, it's like you have to win, obviously take two of the three to, to advance. Um, like I think this is where we should have judged him as a coach um, and, and what he can bring to the table. Um, one of my concerns last night, um, and, I, and I don't know if this is a major concern, but when you know going into a game um, that your star guy where everything is revolved around him is, isn't going to be at his best, um, I know you still have to run the offense through him, but we were kind of talking about maybe using him as a decoy. Um, and I just don't think that we were we seem prepared to not get the best performance out of him, if that makes sense. Um, and I know that's difficult, and like I know more games than not, and 90% of the time we're going to lose if we don't get that 30 and 10 performance, like you said. Um, but it just doesn't seem like... No, 100. In yeah, the playoffs, 100%, 100% of the time. <laughs> but the game, they're, they're, we have enough talent to where games should be close. That's my gripe with it. Um, like if everyone on the team knows that B's not right, B's not right, but this guy's carried us all year long um, in stretches where teams play terrible as a whole, but this guy's just going off for 45, like 80% from the line. Like, and, and he just covers up all those mistakes. And last night was a chance for guys like Tobias and Ben to kind of pick up that slack. Um, and if we're in that game where we're down like six going to the fourth with Jimmy, like I, like I feel, I feel very like I feel very comfortable if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I know we're not getting the best out of him, but just like game two, like he can make a play from the top of the key. Like I, like, he can make one play, a game, play that can change the game. Um, but we'd even give ourselves a chance, and I think that's just an issue. Like that is an issue. If, if Brett can't hold guys accountable. Um, if he can't wake us up for a pivotal game five to the point where it's thirty points in the second, like in the third quarter, like the game is over, you're not even giving yourself a chance. Like right. that, that, that is an issue. Um, what say you about just kind of where Brett sits on the hot seat? I guess right now for Allen Brand. Yeah, you said it all. I mean, we lose if we lose game six anywhere close to this fashion, he's gone. Just because um, you just need to, you just need to shake it up, regardless of. You know, if you know who you're going to go to next, but as a coach, if you know who you're going to go to next as, you know, somebody to lead this, you know, franchise, Brett has built all this. But like you said, just not holding guys accountable, um, not being able to, you know, game plan around and be, which is obviously tough. I mean, he had eight turnovers. Him and Ben have combined for 13 turnovers, which is just disgusting looking at the box score right now. But um, you don't really give yourself a chance if, your best two stars combined for 20 points and 13 turnovers. So, um, it's, it, it comes it comes down to Brett, obviously, you know, getting having these guys ready and putting them in a position to be successful. But uh, right, so we have we have the problem. But give me a solution. If you're Brett Brown, how do you go into Game Six? Um, um, the training staff tells you, listen, tonight Embiid's probably like 65, percent 60, percent. But yeah, you still have to go out and try to coach your team to a win. So. Like what, what do you try? Like, what what's, what's the game plan for Game Six? I think that's what a lot of fans want to know. Like, oh, uh, you're gonna lose thing. if Joel be sixty. Like, it, 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 I'm t- I what's keep the game trying plan to get close and be in the game. Like, we're still a basketball team. Like, right. you can't just be like as for Brett Bradley, you can't just accept it. So I mean, he if I mean, it, bro, it all comes down to how Embiid performs. Like, you, he can be like last night. He wasn't like he when I case when I say he's the focal point. I don't mean throwing a ball to him on the block and telling him to get a bucket. I mean, the focal point as he's touching the ball and every possession is going to go through him as far as a dribble handoff at the top of the key or Jimmy Butler, him screening for Jimmy Butler or whatever. It's all, you know, it's all going to be going through him. Um, 
but eight turnovers, you don't, you, you just, the team doesn't really have a chance to win. But I, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, how do you game plan around that? I mean, he is the driving force of this team. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. You we haven't seen anything else throughout the year. I mean, I saw, I, I watched us dominate Brooklyn with him not playing, Ben just being a, um, Ben just being a big, you know, screen and rolling. So it's my thing is, series, it's not Brooklyn. It's Toronto. It's a completely different team, a much better team. You have a superstar on another team that's playing as well as anybody has ever played in a postseason stretch. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. My biggest adjustment, I think, is you um, – I think you still have to play Ben big minutes. I know Brett was frustrated with him and, you know, he kind of benched him and didn't have him with the starters yesterday. But I think um, – I think Ben Simmons should now just get all the backup center minutes. I think that's an adjustment you make. Um, you turn him into a screener, screener roller, try to get him. Even if he's a backup five, he can get the ball in transition and push it and just make plays for others. And, you know, he probably will have Gasol. Not Gasol, he'll probably have Ibaka or, you know, whatever bigs in the game for Toronto at the time on him. And yeah, we can try to exploit them, Yeah, we can try to exploit that match. Well, I mean – they can, but he'll be the biggest. If he's the biggest guy on the floor for us, if you put Pascal on him, what are you going to put Gasol and Tobias, or are you going to put Gasol on like Scott? Like I just think I mean? Toronto would be glad to go small against us. Like they would be more than happy to just go. That I'm way. saying that for our sake, yeah, we make us, a yeah. for them match up with us because I mean Greg Monroe, we've always good in stretches. You got to, I mean, you got to try. I'm not, it's more so for Ben trying to make Ben effective. You know, have him screen for people. I don't know. You can't just have him standing on, a, on in a dunker spot next to Embiid when these guys have length and they can just, you know, dig and double and just make it tough on Joe. I mean, they're throwing two, three guys at him. He's already he's already sick as a dog as it is. It's just, it's it's actually like it's hard. It's hard to watch. Hard to watch. Hard to be a fan I'm of. Right trying to get Tobias involved because uh, like I'm just trying to work through ways. Um, 15, 6, and 6. I mean, 15 and 6 boards last night, 6 for 12 from the field. I mean, Tobias was – he played well. He did what we would need him to do. Um, I mean, he, he is what he is. Tobias Harris is a 18, 20-point-per-game scorer. He's not a big-time scorer, but he's a, a good scorer. That's going to be – on a nightly basis, he's going to give you that. Um, I think I think Tobias is getting the ball in spots where he can be effective. He just has to make his shots. Yeah. Game four, he missed like four or five open threes in the fourth quarter. Yesterday, he was getting good looks. He shot 50%. Move on. Yeah, I think just the only, as you said, the only way that I can see it's worth a series, obviously with the beat healthy or close to healthy. But for Brett, for game six, um, like I, I just think the offense obviously still has to run through a bead, but like I just – like it's I can't pinpoint it right now. I'm sorry for the listeners. It just seems like we've been thinking through it um, for the past 30 minutes, but I can't put a like a dot on it because I can't. For me, I can't put all the onus on the coach. Like we talked about this with Boston uh, yesterday, and we were just trying to like think why everyone was going so crazy with Brad Stevens. Like he was damn near almost more important than a player, and like that seems kind of crazy now thinking about that. Um, so I hate to put it all on Brett to have to figure it out because like. At the end of the day, there are seven, eight guys that are going to be on the floor. They just have to give more of an effort. Even if Embiid doesn't bring it and Embiid is kind of moping around, like, you guys are still professionals. And that's where it comes to for me. Like, just at its base point, like, are we going to get blown out by 30 at home and have people booing you and, like, going into the offseason with that taste in your mouth after a season? I thought it was a great season. Um, 
given the circumstances of bringing in guys late um, and having to work through different things. Like, if that's how you want to end the season, then by all means. But, like, there has to be some sort of just accountability was the word that you used yesterday. Um, accountability for just your actions on the court. Like, after Ben's turnover yesterday, like, on that fast break, um, we kind of just tossed the ball over his head. And Brett's reaction was hilarious. Brett's just leading back. But, like, it, it felt like no guy on the court went over and freaked out or, like, freaked out of it. Maybe everyone was just checked out already by that time. But like, it just No, we were only down 13. We had, we were on a 10-2 run to start the second half. I was looking at all this stuff last yeah. night. Obviously, it's hard to sleep when after a game like that. I was looking at all this stuff. We were actually making a little push after that, at that point. Um, it, had, it was after a timeout that Toronto called, I believe, and – um, we got to stop, too. And we're going back down in transition. Go cut it to possibly 11, 10, 11 or, you know, 10 points. And he turns it over and Kyle Lowry gets a layup. And just, the game just starts snowballing right after that, right back in, the, in their direction. So, I mean, I think our main concern, uh, yeah. just uh, short term, is move Ben to the backup five. Um, obviously, he's still going to play with the starting unit. But, you know, get him out of there early and uh, bring him back in for Joe. And that's just an adjustment you can make. You'll, you'll throw Toronto for a loop, and you probably get more production out of Ben Simmons, which you, you need to be able to, you know, compete in this series. And then, obviously, just for the offseason and moving forward, if, say, we don't win this series and Brett's not back and we have to kind of, you know, remake the roster, I think we, you know, we max out Jimmy Butler. You got Joel Embiid. You got Ben Simmons back for another year before you have to start talking his contract situation. And... Um, you go try to find a point guard. You need a point guard. You need a point guard that can that can guard. You know, he can, he's a solid defender, and he could, he has to be able to shoot the ball from three levels. Not the mid range not being as important, but he has to be able to be a a reliable three point shooter that he can throw. To, he can stand on the same side as Joel Embiid and throw him the ball on a block. So like I was telling you last night, look how good Embiid's uh, two man chemistry is with JJ Redick, and all JJ Redick can do is shoot a one or two dribble drifting jumper. You know that's kind of his game, and Joel Embiid can kind of just hand off to him and you know brush screen and slip to the rim and let JJ play off of that. But now you give a guy that can actually play with the ball in that pick and roll, and then you have him playing with Embiid, and then you have Embiid's ability to just dominate on the block, and somebody can just throw him the ball. Man has to stay honest rather than yeah. Stay. I mean, and I mean, obviously, you see what Ben Simmons gives you next year after that. But you have to you have to take him off the ball at this point because yep. we understand. Yeah, he can give you fifteen, uh, sixteen, or uh, nine boards, eight assists in the regular season. But when it slows down, it's a half court game in the playoffs. You know, he's 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 become a liability for us as as much as I tried to, you know, as much as I tried to downplay it for last year's sake but you know that was just me being a fan thinking you know he'd, he'd come back and motivated this is, year two, this is only year two of being in the playoffs for him like like a lot of things can change of course but it's, it's a matter of it's a matter of want and will to be better so I mean he's, he's, he's not to say he's not only is he not showing not only did he not improve uh, this year but he's not showing signs that he cares to improve. And that's what's more concerning to me as a fan. So that's my biggest thing with Ben. It's like, do you really care, dog? Like, you you on social media and you posting your outfit the next day after, you know, a terrible performance. It's like, as a fan, it's like, yeah, you can live your life and you can do whatever you post, whatever you want on your grin. But 
like at least give me something about bouncing back or something. Like give me something Very about nonchalant, like, man. He, Very he, he nonchalant. Even yeah. last night, like he didn't like you, yeah, everyone's frustrated, but like didn't see like I, I don't know. Ben's too cool, man. He's yeah. too cool. And it, it's all starting to make sense, man. He's too cool. Everything with him is I got I got to look I got to be nice and I got to look good doing it. I mean, the, yeah. the dude willingly fucked with a Kardashian. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not going to get to I'm not I'm not getting into his personal life. It's just it's just but every you have to take everything into account when you understand a, a person as a whole and even yeah, how they're going to be as a player. As right. Why you would decide to even date a Kardashian yep. to bring it into your life at such an impressionable stage. Mm-hmm. Um but it's that's all about the Hollywood scene. Like he yeah. wants to be that dude. He wants to be that glamorous star. And but you know? becoming that dude, it all starts on the court. KD always, KD always. I think I think we talk about KD a lot on this podcast. But he always does a great job of saying, like, man, it starts with basketball. All I can want to do is hoop. All I want to do is play basketball. Play but basketball. see that, and like you said, not to cut you off and keep hold that thought about KD being a, hoop, a pure hooper. But that's what he is. You know, we were talking about Ben's from Australia, and he probably was just that 6'10 kid that was really good and showed potential, and they sent him over here and told him, to KD, these dudes, they grow up, and they hooping outside, and they hooping in different rec leagues, and they hooping in different on different AAU teams and different situations, and they, they understand the nuances of the game. They've done so many different things, while Ben just being a god a transformational guy having God-given talent it's a different type of player and a different type of approach to the game of basketball than somebody like KD or uh, Kyrie Irving or James Harden the pure hoopers the dudes that have counters and can do everything in their game yeah that may, that instantly makes me think of like like stuff like the Drew League like imagine how many games like KD and Kyrie and Harden have played it to where the jib is packed the refs are swallowing the whistle they're obviously the only guy that's getting the ball and you have to go get to a bucket. Like, imagine how many situations those guys have been in to where it's like you have to be creative to where you're getting doubled in, like, this shitty rec league gym all It's not even so much you getting doubled, though. It's like, it's still, it's like, all right, mano, mano, you the NBA player, go show me what you do. Yeah. You feel me? Like, Denzel Valentine played in the Drew League a couple years back, and the dude, Frank Nitty, I think he was, like, a D2 player. He like killed Denzel. Like he, I don't know if you did. You see that? Yeah, he killed him. Games and, like that. It's like that's what hold you as a best to say as just right. a hooper, as a basketball player. So like when the NBA, like when everything breaks down and all the system fails, and it's just like, all right, who now can lead us to a win? Like what Jimmy was doing for us in game two, like stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that just kind of shows you how you grew up as a basketball player. And I think just like you said, we're seeing more and more. Um, maybe it's just this AAU generation to where your parents just take you and yeah, put it, you right in the gym and right in the practice system and you're not really on paper, man. It's just so tough. Yeah, I, I that point is taken for sure. Yeah. Um, just him not really being in that in that scene, you know. But just looking at our team on paper, man, it, it's, it's frustrating to see because we have what we have what we have the makeup of a team that should be able to compete for a championship in these last two. Last two performances has just been disheartening as a whole. To say the least. Um, We'll move on, though. Uh, We'll be back to talk about the Sixers. um, Either when the series is over or we'll be here prior to Game 7 or after Game 7 on Sunday if the Sixers are able to push it there. Um, The next topic we want to touch on, though, um, was Portland-Denver. Last night, Denver 
went up on Portland 3-2 with a what second as the screen loads. 124-98 to 98 victory. Yeah, went over the Portland Trailblazers, who seemed to have cooled off a little bit um, post-OKC series. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, for me, I'll just give you just a quick note for on Denver that I noticed. Um, it takes a little bit to get comfortable with the series. You saw the same thing with San Antonio, they dropped the first one. Um, but Jamal Murray has just really started to come into his own in this playoffs. Um, last night, had 18 points, 9 assists, uh, 5 boards, 716 shooting, plus 28 from the floor. Um, their lineup, just a well-rounded game from their lineup. Uh, guys like Paul Millsap, I think Paul Millsap had his best game in the series last night, 24 points. Uh, Jokic being the cattle said he is just quite a quarterback in them. 25, 19 boards, 6 assists. Yeah. Uh, he fired out too. Their four wigs, uh, Torian Craig, uh, Malik Beasley, Gary Harris, and Bull Barton. Like right now, they're just playing at an extremely high level. And being able to throw those four guys at David CJ, um, I think you're really starting to see the effects of that now. Now that it's got the game five, uh, I know CJ had that incredible game in game three, and that four overtime game, willing the forty or willing them to a win with about what forty one points, um, but when the bulk of your offense is coming from those two individuals and then you're going up against a system. Um, definitely very difficult to just beat that on a night basis, especially when it does seem as if Dave is a little gassed. Um, what are your thoughts on this series so far? Yeah, I think I completely missed on this series. You know, I thought Portland would ride the hot hands of Damon CJ and kind of dominate those two guards, uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. But they've both done a great job and you know, they've thrown a plethora of guys at them, like you said, um, with the Will Bartons and, the, you know, Craig and, uh, you know, Gary Harris. They've made, they've made the, you know, they made the series difficult so far to this point for uh, CJ and Dame. So, um, like you said, it's more of a com- – uh, Denver gets it done by committee. Um, you know, Jokic should be in their best player. He's a pass-first center, which is a, a unique type player to be where you're running your offense through your – you know, seven, seven, one, seven, two guy who can kind of see over the defense and in half court kind of just pick you apart. You know, that's what makes their team very unique. And you know, just last night you get 24 from Millsap, you get 25 from Jokic, you get 18 from Murray, 16 from Harris, you get 10, you get 10 and 10, you get 10 points each from Beasley and Barton. It's just, you know, you can get six from Morris. It, they, they get it done by committee. They it's a it's a balanced system. They move the ball, they share the ball, they play the right way. Um, I think they. You know, even if, you know, Dame and CJ go crazy at home um, <clears throat> and get it done in game six, I think they still come back to Denver ultimately and Denver wins that game just because, you know, their system is proven to me. I mean, I think they've they've shown me everything I need to see that they will be representing Denver in the Western Conference Finals because uh, they're a well-oiled machine right now and it take, it's going to take either elite superstar talent you know, the Kevin Durant's of the world or the James Harden's of the world to really knock them off yeah. or a system that's just going to, you know, outwork theirs. Yeah. Um, just kudos from this game. From the Portland side, Rodney Hood's having a really good series. Um, at game three, he had 15 points, to, what, two back-to-back threes. Or no, he had 19 points in that game. Um, closed it out, two big threes in the quarter. Um, definitely just kind of, but still, he made himself as like a bench guy, and it's been really important for Portland. 
um, cancer. He's going through the shoulder injuries. Uh, yeah. Definitely is kind of. I see it. Well, cancer being banged up after that OKC series, I should have known that. You know, Jokic will kind of have his way with him because the only thing they can really do with cancer is try to, you know, have him bang with Jokic on a block and yeah. you know bang him up and try to get him in foul trouble, which actually worked last night. But if that's your biggest, Jokic is such a high IQ player, and if that's your game plan to you know affect him, you're not really in you know good position. But just touching on your Rodney Hood point, I mean, yeah, he's he's played really well, um, but their team and the way they're kind of made up right now is. You know, it's your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Um, Portland, Portland, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, they obviously move the ball and they share it and all that. But, you know, kind of when these games become half-court games, it's like, all right, where's your system really working? And now it's like, all right, Dame needs to get a bucket or CJ needs to try to get a bucket or let's get Rodney Hood in the game to give us a little spark. It's kind of like that type situation with that team. So, I mean, yeah, I think Denver, Denver loves when guys try to do that. If one, if one guy's going to try to do all the work, Denver is more than willing to play team defense and just kind of, you know. Yeah, I think they've the, the momentum has shifted in the series after, after the four-overtime game that Portland, you know, snuck out yeah. um, on Denver. All right, let's pop over to that Boston-Milwaukee uh, series. Milwaukee has taken the lead now to 3-1. Um, after just an incredible game four from Giannis, 113 to 101. Um, I'll let you start this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, my thoughts are, I mean, the Boston series is is, is 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 pretty simple to me. I think I think it's it's a team that Boston's a team with a lot of talent, a lot of mid level talent, uh, with the. All their wings, Tatum, Brown, Hayward, yeah. Morris, all these dudes. I mean, they're good. They're good players. Don't get me wrong. But at at that spot, they have – the Milwaukee has the guy. Just like Toronto has the guy, Milwaukee has the guy. Um, and he's he's imposing his will and he's making you deal with him. And right now they have nothing to they, – they can't do nothing with him. And uh, Boston isn't getting leadership. And I think this is very important. Um to touch on every team in the league. So right now, Joel Embiid struggling. We're getting dominated by Toronto. If you're the best player on your team, like there can be teams where obviously your best player isn't your leader, but your best player has to be a leader in the playoffs. Yeah. He has to lead by example, whether that's how he's playing on the court, what he's saying in the media. But and Kyrie is just proven time after time that he's, I don't, not to say he's not ready, but it, it might not be his role to be that guy on the team. You know, he might need to be that. He might need to be, you know, a co-star, or he may need a co-star next to him. Um, not necessarily saying somebody better than him, but somebody that's going to have that same pressure on the franchise that he has. Because the way he's handled this whole season with Boston and how he played, and I cannot believe how Kyrie played in Game 4, just the shots he was shooting. Uh, I mean, we know Kyrie's aggressive and he can score and all that, but, I mean, he was shooting horrible shots. I mean, off dribble handoffs, just shooting contested threes over two guys when, you know, uh, Horford's right there on a pop or right there on a slip. It, it was just, it, it was. I like couldn't really recognize Kyrie. Seem like his squad respects him, bro. Well, well, it's more of a well. Would you? I mean, they went to the what? They went to the conference finals last year. They're one game from the finals without him. You know, and not saying that's a reason. This game, yeah, they, they respect what he brings, but right. just like I think. Like, as a man, human nature, yeah. it's like, look, bro, like, you say all this stuff about we need to do this, this, that, and the third. Bro, we, we, we were, one, we were a LeBron James great performance away from representing East last year without you. 
without Gordon. You feel me? And I think Gordon has done a great job of coming in and just trying to integrate himself. You know, obviously Brad Stevens. So much, but continue. Um, you, yeah, I heard you said that, but I don't really know who else you play. I mean, it's it's a eight man. It's a playoffs. You play eight guys. Eight guys. I mean, Jalen Brown can't play forty eight minutes. Like, saying, yeah. But, oh, I'm saying all these dudes play. You know, they're just playing. They're all playing the normal minutes that they've played. You know, throughout the playoffs, you can't really complain about the rotation now and saying he's playing too much. Um, but well, I mean, thirty minutes a night. I think Nick Wright posted this after Game Four. Um, played thirty minutes a night, minus forty nine. Um, minus forty nine. Yeah, he was a minus forty nine after Game Four. Um, what in the series? Yeah. In the oh, series. I was about to say. I thought it meant yeah. in Game One. Like, um, I just like I can't I can't fathom as to why. Like it seems like. Brad Stevens really, really, really wants him to get going. It's like, yo, for me, like I would see like after the first three or four minutes, like all right, Gordon's not bringing it tonight. Like he started off zero for four. I don't think it's more like, but with 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 Gordon and I, I rag on him because I know a lot of people that oh, giving him so many passes for, you know, he has to get back and all this. But my thing with I think Brad's more with Gordon Hayward is a. It's a feel thing. It's a flow thing. Like, he's the type of guy that just needs to be out there for the game to flow for the team itself. Um, not so much of how much he can score. When he starts scoring and, you know, getting to the rim and making threes, that's all a plus. You know, and that's what you expect him to do. But I think, because I think personally, Gordon Hayward's a high IQ player and he kind of helps, you know, just being out there on the floor. I don't really see a problem with how much he's playing right now. Um, I just don't think the Celtics have anything for Giannis. Yeah. That's honestly what I think the series comes down to. Yeah, all in all, you're right. Um, like at the end of the day, like when you have a guy like that, he's, he closed out that last game that we were watching, like with like eight points in the last like four or five minutes. Like every he's single doing, time, I don't know exactly what Boston it was. was trying to doing whatever he wants though, yeah. like you know, and board over Tatum and Brown right back. Yeah, up. everybody else is all his teammates. Like I'll jump on your shoulders, we out, and then it gives everybody else that confidence. But you know, Kyrie just jacking his way to a, you know, a seven for twenty two night. I mean, what is his teammates really supposed to do, you know? Um, especially the way he goes about it in, in, in per, uh, press conferences. But, you know, me, I'm a Citrus fan. It makes, I love that Boston's losing, you know? I, 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 want, I want to see Giannis and, you know, represent his team in the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be tough to see, for especially me. from what he his his growth as a player. Yeah, for me, um, the credit, I think, goes more to, so to Milwaukee or Milwaukee. Um, Middleton's played very consistently throughout the series. Two guys off the bench, Pat Connaughton and George Hill. Um, I texted you a little preemptively in game, what, four? Telling you that. Three, 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 three. three. I was talking about Pat Connaughton. I was just raving about him. Um, He's good, Having a guy just just energy, 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 energy. Come off the bench. And he's willing to make the scrappy defend like crazy, defend, shoot re- the three, get to the cup. Crazy, <laughs> like he, he's down there rebounding with the bigs all the time, um, always in the right spot. Like George Hill comes in when Giannis had what four fouls late in the third or early in the third quarter. Giannis had to play the last eight minutes of that last Boston game. They won't see. This is what makes me feel better as a Sixers fan, though. And this is kind of what I was trying to tell you last night. It's like this is like their that organization. This is like their what. Sixth, seventh go around trying to find the mold around Giannis to make it work. Like, yeah. we, this is our, this is like Jimmy and Tobias are our first real, like, okay, like, 
we could probably win. Like, we could yeah. probably be in the – like, we can compete for the East this year. Mm-hmm. Like, we can really – this is the first – so even if you bring all those dudes back, you then get a whole season with them, and that's a whole different, you know, type team than a team that's trying to find its way late in the season. Obviously, B got sick, and but our talent is what, you know, makes us – has us competing and doing all of that. But the system and being together is what we're lacking, and I just think the way the Bucks have – kind of molded different rosters and different guys around Giannis and Middleton have been it's cool to watch you know you got Brogdon who should be back and probably well they say he's out for game five but maybe back in game six if, they, yeah, if that they even goes that, that far they need him that's, that's they don't need him obviously they don't need him but just the Pat Connors and they they just get Brooke Lopez and tell him shoot the ball like yeah, I don't care you it's got, plug and play at this point yep like. you got Ersan you got uh What's his name? Meritage. You got all they surround him with all guys that can shoot the ball, and it kind of made the system work around him. So, I mean, listen, hey, it's we Ellen Brand, man, because Boston started off not to bring him back to Boston. Boston did a really good job the first like game and a half of just defending and guarding Giannis. But I mean, is do you think it's more so Giannis figured it out? Yeah, he figured Boston it out. Showed less. No, he effort. figured it out. He figured it out, okay. bro. Like the thing is. You got to look at some dudes. Like, you know how much game one probably ate at Giannis? And he's like, I cannot wait to get back out there game two. And I'm going to do this, 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 this in game two. That's going to work. And he could not wait. And those are the guys that are special. (laughs) But if you can just go into a game and, you know, they completely take you out your comfort zone and you're able to just go back and, oh, well, Ben Simmons, oh, well. On to the next, whatever. We'll, it's whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce yeah. back. Bounce back again. Like, Giannis was like, Giannis. Plus 24. Like, he said in his press, right after game one, Giannis said, I don't know if we're going to win game two, but I'll tell you, we're going to play a whole lot. Of, we're going to play We're gonna play way harder. <laughs> it's going to be a completely different game than you saw today. And they ain't lose sense. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all about the mindset, man. That's that's kind of what I've, what I've Ben Simmons has Ben Simmons shown me and Giannis has shown me this year. Because I think they're such similar athletes. I mean, obviously Giannis is right now stronger. It's a and foulness to his game too, man. But like, it's like he really does want to beat you. I guess Giannis, he, like, bro, he's, he's his killer someone, instinct yeah, is like, different. Like, like the fact that you know I'm driving and I'm still going right at you yeah. every possession, and I'm going to finish over you or around you every time is. It's, it's just something to marvel at. I love watching yeah. Giannis play. And kudos to Al Horford, man. Like, like Al, Al Horford really made us think that he was the Giannis stopper for a game. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, it just. I mean, listen, I, 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 he played him well. I said, listen, scheme of adjustments. Giannis, yeah. I said, they're going to be back in game two. And they do, they've been dominated since. I don't overreact to one game, man, because it did look crazy, yeah. you know, but. Shout out to Paul Pierce, man. Call the series over. Said it was over, but Giannis is just different. Like those dudes, those different. He's a different breed, yeah. man. Kobe like challenged him, yeah, and he stepped up. The last series, let's get into the last series, man. Warriors, Rockets. Incredible, man. To see, incredible to you. I, I'm not loving it like as much as I think right, so the normal not? consumer. Cause I'm just watching a, sh- a bunch of dudes flop around and try to, you know. Manipulate the refs and it's just fresh. It's annoying to watch. Like you, y'all are too good for that. Like I don't. It, it, it's I don't know. It's annoying to me. Um, okay. I I just, I don't know. I'm not really. I like the series. Don't get me wrong. There's so much talent on the floor. You probably have. Let me see. One, two. Probably have, well, six Hall of Famers on the floor at all times. So I mean, obviously the talent is there, but. It's just, man, just to watch James, like Chris Paul shooting jump shots and just jumping on the ground. Like James Harden, the same thing. Like, 
it, it is. I don't know, it's just so it, I for me of, personally, I it's not that appealing to the eye. I put the fall on the NBA because um, the Rockets' offense is kind of predicated around getting those kind of calls throughout the regular season, shooting a bunch of threes, and kind of like you're you're, you're trying to shoot threes, get to the line, and make layups, and. Like, if, if the refs are giving you those calls throughout the year, like, why shouldn't Houston feel as if, hey, we should get those now, you know? And maybe start to exaggerate that a little bit more. Um, yeah, but I'm not even talking about threes, step-back threes. Like, that's a that's a, that's a story in, within any itself. Call, any call. I'm talking about, like, guys going for a loose ball, a loose elbow may just fly and tap somebody on the shoulder and they just dive into the first row. Like, I can't watch that. It's yeah. just frustrating to me. It's annoying to me. I don't want to see that like moving forward. Like I don't want to watch Houston flop in the in the Western Conference Finals. Like I don't. I just don't want to see that. Me personally, and everybody's talking all. Oh, you want to see, you know, Golden State. Like, I'm tired of watching Golden State. And me too. Rightfully so. Like yeah. I would love to see a new champion, but I mean, do we really want to see like these dudes just jump? Like these dudes flop. Like it's it. Like, these dudes flop like it's their job. It's just, it, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that this is what it's come to. Like, the, uh, y'all two teams are the two best teams in the NBA. Go out there and prove who's a better basketball player. Stop trying to manipulate referees. Yeah, so just to kind of give a look on the series. First game, um, obviously, the Warriors win 104-101 or to 100. Second game, they take as well, 115-109. Then the series started to pick up when they went back to Houston. That 126-121 to 121 game. Um, I think that's where we'll start. Uh, another just impressive performance from KD. Um, he had like so multiple times in these playoffs. KD's going on like these fifteen point quarter runs. Um, had another one in that game as well. I think in quarter number three or four. Um, ended with forty six points, three boards, six assists. Um, what do you think of just of uh, like just Curry's breakdown towards the end of the game, um, zero free goals in the fourth quarter. Um, clearly, just botched that play at the end, but I don't put too much stock into that singular play. Um, Curry, what I know, what I'm saying, what botch what play? The dunk. Yeah. So oh, that was, that was, yeah, that was game down five, game uh, three. That game was over. He he like made he likes to make he makes the layup the inbound ball to James Harden and Chris Paul they make two free throws throughout five again that game's over but I mean obviously yeah you how much twenty there's twenty seconds left of the game yeah you inbound the ball to a ninety percent free throw shooter they're going to make two free throws that game was over you watched game four though I mean you did that Chris Paul missed the free throw James Harden missed the free throw yeah but like you you the flow yeah of course you do but the flow of the game I'm not saying like I I'm like come on I'm not like you said I'm not either yeah. Gauge his performance. Oh yeah, in that night. Um yeah, he's struggling. He was he struggled to like mightily that night. Obviously, he was seven for twenty three. Um, can't really. He wasn't really getting a shot to fall. All his shots weren't really online. Um, they not even like long or short. They were missing left and right. So you can see that he wasn't really shooting the ball right. But I mean, he rolled his ankle in the last game of the last series, I believe, in the first round, and he obviously. Dislocated his finger in the first game of this series, so he's a little banged up right now, as is everybody else in the series. But I think his body's kind of breaking down on him, and he's trying to have to use his, you know, pure talent right now to, you know, make up for it. Uh, I think that's what's really wrong with Steph right now. But I think they go <coughs> home and play an Oracle, get some home co- home cooking, and he'll have a big game five. The Warriors will be up three two, and everybody will hate the Warriors again. Honestly, that's my prediction for. You know how it's going to look moving forward, 
But with Steph, I just think that his body's kind of, you know, he, a little nagging right now. He can't really, he's not really as explosive as he needs to be. I'm still confused why he tried to dunk that, but yeah. it, instead of just laying it in, but mm-hmm. uh, hey. So to me, this, the series kind of was always, so when the team is down 2-0 and they're going, they're in the first game at home, um, I think obviously the whistle is going to be a little tilted in their favor. Right. Um, Golden State's not getting a lot of the calls that they're used to, partially because, you know, the fans are on the refs. So, like, Steph's not getting a lot of those air one calls, like all those finishes and things like that. Steph, um, one thing I want to say, though, Steph, out of any superstar I've ever seen, doesn't, like, he gets no calls. He gets, like, there's a such thing as superstar calls where you get a call just because of your reputation. He doesn't even get the normal calls. It, it, I don't know, it's kind of crazy to watch. Pay attention to that. Listeners, pay attention to Steph Curry when he drives to the basket and him moving off the ball and how much he gets hit. <laughs> um, I, I just think Houston, I don't know. It was. I, I was talking to Leak about this, and it was like they did what they're supposed to do. Like he, like I talked to him after game two, and he said, like, I expect Houston to go with two straight as well because they haven't lost at home. It's like they, like to be a really good elite team, and I think this is what we're seeing just as comparison to the East. Like you have to just dominate at home. Um, we haven't really seen much of that in our conference, particularly. But like these two teams are doing exactly what they're supposed to. And, like I, that's why I think this series is cracking up to be an all-time series. I know it's frustrating with just the the ref controversy and the fouls and all of that, but we're still getting good basketball, um, especially Game Four. <coughs> Watching the Warriors kind of they were down like eight six to eight points throughout the whole second half and they couldn't really get anything going offensively being able to watch Steph and KD just figure that out and go crazy like they, I think they were they were I mean for the most part they were down like anywhere from like the 10 to 15 range yeah. honestly all game but you're always in it with yeah, they, guys man. I mean yeah the last three games of this series are going to be great like I think it's going seven I think it's going to be all out bloodbath and all that but I'm just saying as one thing I don't like in this series and what's kind of frustrating to me is all the flop. And I think they're doing too much, you know, trying to get the refs to, you know, favor them and complain. But I think the basketball basketball side, I mean, basketball part of it, I think, you know, it, it looks it looks pretty good to me. Um, and I think it's going to look great moving forward just because of the talent. Like I said, you have six but Hall of Famers on the floor. I think Houston wants that, though. Like, as much as Daryl Morey will say, like, oh, I want this fixed, I want this fixed, like, I think they like the focus being anywhere but the actual play on the court, you know? Right. Like the more things to distract the Warriors, the better, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, like, may- maybe this is the model. Like, you-, you bring so many other things, like, aside from the game of basketball. Like, it's like Chris- no matter what, Chris Paul f- thrives in these games to where, like, everything's huh? ticky tech. Chris Paul, like, he's- he thrives in oh. situations to where, like, oh, you don't know the line of him. Like, is he actually flopping? Is he not? Like, is he grabbing guys too much? Is he... The knee Iggy in the leg, like on the rebound, like, like when it's just real, like sticky. I guess is what I was. James Harden's eye being like that in the first game was probably the best thing that happened to them in this series, honestly, because yeah. it just gave him that chip. It gave him the chip, and now like everyone's just kind of on the lookout, and like uh-huh. when, when the game, it's the game within the game. Um, and I think Houston's just like, they're doing a great job right now after those last two games. I do expect for the Warriors to win the series. I think they go to Oracle, and I think just. The build, the, the, it would just be a different energy of the building, as expected. Um, I don't think Houston got like just gets rolling with Harden like throughout the first three quarters as they did at Game Four. Um, I'm trying to think. 
if this goes six or seven, because I if, if Golden State wins game five, I think they could just just end it off in game six. Yeah, I can see that you, happening. You need a game in Houston um, from them. Like you know, there's going to be a game where they just are absolutely unstoppable. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, say, it's it's tough. I don't know. I would say Golden State in six. I said in seven, but I think I think they win the night, and I think that's a bigger win than more people imagine. And they try to just it all. Yeah, it all depends on how tonight looks, how how they win tonight. The, for my prediction in Game Six, um, but I, I mean Houston hasn't shown me any signs to tell me that they wouldn't win Game Six at home. So um, I don't know. I I think it, I my prediction right now is it goes seven, and then Golden State has to win another game in Game Seven. But Houston should have a lot of motivation from last year because they lost Game Seven on their home floor. So if I'm James Harden, I want to go get that shit in Oracle this year. Um, should be great to see. Yeah, um, it should be good to see. Yeah, sorry for the soccer podcast listening, man. It's just it's tough after the Sixers just very to tough. Do some bullshit like that last night. Um, nah, yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's just tough to talk basketball and think about anything else. But as always, thank you for listening to TNT Hoops. Listen, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. Follow us on our socials, TNT Hoop Podcast. Yeah, man, and don't be a Sixers fan because it's very frustrating. But uh, nah. Like Ansel said, man, you guys know the vibes. Like I always say, follow, subscribe, you know, share our pod if you like it. Um, we appreciate all you guys. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. Hopefully, we were <laughs> a little happier on Sunday if we're recording about. Game seven. Game seven on Sunday. Let's go. Yeah. Philly about to go get it done. Ooh.